You y'all know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are the watch for him? Where the brothers gonna be? (laughs) I just wanted to see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Time to get going. Good morning. It's hump day, January 24th, 2023. And welcome to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. In for DT this morning is my girl, Bailey Coleman. Good hey morning, there. Bailey. Good morning, Telly. And Damien LZ, my man D. What's up, D? Good morning, Telly. Good morning, Milwaukee. I, 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 you know what? That's that third day uh, energy right uh, now. <laughs> and your, I, your Wednesday don't sound like your Monday. <laughs> hey, listen. Man, was, it rough, was it rough last night? It wasn't, but this morning I, I got some work being done on my second floor, and when I woke up this morning to brush my teeth, I got a water drop hit me on the top of the head, and so I had to go upstairs and, and empty a water bucket. So that threw my whole routine off. So it wasn't the getting up every morning that got to me. It was extra stuff. But that's the type of stuff that happens to people on a regular basis. And if I didn't have to get up this morning, I may not have caught it. And my ceiling would have fell in. There you go. Boom. So thank you to the truth for making me get up this early. There it is. Telly, I have not. I'm not. I am not telling a lie. I will not tell a lie. Telly. I got hit. It's truth be told. Okay. I got. Look. I got hit by that Wednesday wall <laughs> for show. I mean, it just I walked right I walked right into it, no problem. <laughs> that marathon runner that hit that wall. You could you could hear it in my voice too, boy. I tell you, I got right away. I just it was well, I was like, it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's Wednesday. And, and and I mean, I can admit it as well. I I did a. Um, college basketball game last night uh uh at illinois state university uh last night and when i when that when that alarm went off this morning i I said yeah i could i could use about a good 30 more minutes but right that's why we get up man we get up for the people yes (laughs) for the people for the people for the people (laughs) truth nation always catch us streaming live on youtube you could go to 1017 the truth and we want to smoke like we were getting it yesterday Hit us up on the True Talk to Text line, 833-212-1017. First things first, uh, I mean, I, I'll 
you know, Bailey, no offense, I'll turn to Damien because I know he's very <laughs> much more invested okay. in this. Man, did you think they would pull the trigger on Adrian Griffin Listen, after 43 games? 43 games. That is unheard of willingness to get rid of somebody. In 43 games, not only is it 43 games, but it's the Bucks are 30 and 13 and like, the third best league. In second place. Second place in the East and like the third best in the whole <laughs> league, pretty much. Third or fourth best. So, wow. What did Adrian Griffin do that they were like, this this brother got to go? Now, before Telly, earlier in the season, he had that issue with uh, stocks. And you and I were discussing mm-hmm. that there was other mm-hmm. things that were going on behind the scenes that we were not privy to that may come out later on, I think those things yeah. just came out. I think we just realized and, and, something else was going on. Because you don't get rid of – even if you don't like the defense, you would still think, okay, he has the opportunity to get that better over the next half of season to get that defense better. Because the offense is yeah. fine. It's the defense. But yesterday or the game before – yeah, yesterday, the last game, Giannis had a pen and a pad drawn up plays. What the? <laughs> I've never seen that okay, before. Look, I even I know the coach supposed to do that, and I've never seen that before. And when they showed that on 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 Instagram as a viral post, and Giannis is on the bench drawing, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. I didn't think they would yeah. do it the same day, though. You know, that's amazing. Okay. Okay, so Bailey, uh, I'm going to put this in a different context, and okay. you can you can see how jacked up this is. Okay, so the Bucks are thirty and thirteen. Okay, second in the East. Okay, really good record. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this year, you had the Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. that lost twenty six straight games, mm-hmm. and that coach didn't get fired. Okay, and he's in his first year. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that don't make no sense, yeah. does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't make no sense. The dude is forty three games in, y'all said. But but Detroit may be a reason 43 why forty three games in. Detroit wow. may be a, another reason why uh, Griffin is but, out of there. But Damien, I'm sorry. Let's let's uh let's also take into consideration, Bailey, the coach for Detroit got one of the biggest contracts in head coaching history. Six years, $79 million. Yeah. Oh, wow. And this is his first season in Detroit. Wow. And again, they set a franchise record. They lost like either 26 or 28 straight games. Yeah. Wow. It was terrible. Wow. Why don't you get rid of him? Yeah. Well, okay. They believe in him more. Yeah. He's he's Monty Williams and they believe they they may see improvement even though they're losing those and, games. And they may see some improvement well, in their Well, they team. see something in him. They believe in him. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're the new thing, they go say, "Okay, we did that, but we this is for the future. We put that money in for the future." But somebody that's on their second or third leg of this mm-hmm. run in you know, they have that issue. And it, the thing is, when you say Giannis was on the side with a pen and a piece of paper, you know, run doing plays. Yeah. See that that's not good. That ain't that's good. That's not though. good. I mean, you got your star player. Yeah. Going in there going, no guys, this is what we need to do because obviously he don't know. Let me go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean that's a bad, see, bad look. When you can and, and I was saying this, Detroit may be a reason why 
and I understand why Telly is making that comparison because it's it's applicable. Um, Detroit came into the Bucks played Detroit two games in a row this week, and in each game Detroit was winning in the fourth quarter. Ooh, and the Bucks had to yeah. pull out wins against the worst team in the league. So if you're the management and you're the owner and you see your championship team having troubles with the worst team in the league because their defense is bad, you're just imagining once we get to the playoffs and we have to face a a well-coached team like Miami Mm -hmm. or the Pacers who just got uh, a – What's his name? The guy from Toronto, Piascal or something. Uh-huh. You have yeah, to face these teams. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Pox, yep, yeah, Siakam. <laughs> you have to you have to face these teams. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're thinking, yeah, they're gonna eat us alive. No matter how much we score, they're gonna eat us alive. Now we understand that Dame yeah. Lillard is not the most defensive player in the world, and we lost one of the best defensive players in Drew Holiday. But you still shouldn't go from top five in the league in defense to the bottom five in the league in defense in, yeah. in one season. I That's got, bad. I, I, I got two takes on it. Number one, uh, they're going to Detroit for Monty Williams. It, they knew it would be a rebuild project as opposed to Adrian Griffin Absolutely. stepping into an organization that's expecting to win a championship this year. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, we don't have time. Basically, with that decision, they said, we don't have time for you to develop. Mm-hmm. We're right. trying to win now. We went out and made this big trade, mm-hmm. and you all don't look like a championship team, you know, in spite of your 30-13 and 13 record. Right. Yeah. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I thought. Second thing, um, you know, it was a big debate about – if it's right or wrong, clearly it was the only call they could make mm-hmm. at this point because um, they wanted to make sure that it didn't get too late in the season. And I think that was one of the reasons why they pulled the trigger now. And just because you pulled the trigger now doesn't mean you didn't want to pull it before mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. It's like divorce. Like p- the person – it been gone. It just it took longer for the divorce to happen. But I mean, the person had they'd been you know done with each other, right. and I think that was the thing. And they were just trying to figure out probably two things. Number one, all right, if we're if we're all committed to doing this, let's do it now so we could give our team an opportunity to adapt to the new coach. And B, it's probably been ongoing discussions with several coaches. AKA Doc Rivers. Income down. That yeah, that they were <laughs> that they were trying to figure out if they can get him because you're not just going to f- fire a coach and not have a plan in place. Right, you I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. You're not yeah, you're not, not, just, the, not Yeah, Doc Rivers has been in the backseat the whole time. And by that I mean ever since Terry Stotts walked off, ever since the Bucks had those um, come to Jesus moments in the first week of the season, and there and and the and the and the ownership is questioning the path of the head coach. They done had you you talking about billions of dollars here that they on the line. So they done had Doc Rivers on the speed dial, mm-hmm. and he he yeah. was he was just sitting there and outside or in the back seat smiling, waiting, doing his his NBC or whatever channel TNT thing right. with basketball ABC, yeah. and soon as soon as Soon as soon as uh Griffin was gone, 
Doc came walking in that door like, hello. It's before he was gone. <laughs> is and it me you're looking for? Who's in the, <laughs> hello, <yeah>. good morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and guess who's in the driver's seat now? Yeah. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is there. Y'all want me. I'm good. I'm doing TV. I'm right. chilling. And uh, guess who won't be drawing up plays in the huddle? If he's the coach, and that's okay. and that's and I think that's important. Okay. I think that's important. You got a better. I think hiring, hiring, and I was more, I was more hopeful that it would work. But I think all of us that know basketball know that hiring a rookie coach to you hire a rookie coach to take over a bad team and they get good together. You don't hire a rookie yeah. coach to take over. An exceptional team, with with the exception of what Cleveland did in 2015 or 16 when Ty Lue took over. Ty Lue had been a part of that staff. The the players listened to him already, right. and he was already an NBA champion from playing. I don't know if Adrian Griffin was an NBA champion from playing. I don't know what Adrian Griffin. He's been around. He's been around uh, championship teams, and I mean that's the that's the thing where uh, at what point. I mean, I I know that was a, just a tough position for him to be in. When you've been an assistant coach for 15 seasons, you've been working your butt off for an opportunity, and you finally get it, but it comes with these type of pressures. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, normally, you're right, rookie head coaches get bad teams so yep. they can grow together, but... Why does it have to be that way? I mean, Darvin Ham ended up being a first-year rookie head coach with the Lakers last year and took him to the Western Conference Finals. But the diff- so you can have success. Mm-hmm. The difference in that is that when 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 Darvin came in, the the Lakers had severely underachieved, and so in that severing severe underachievement, he was given the opportunity to. He didn't have. They weren't the Bucks. Where even though the Lakers had just won the championship a few years ago, they I don't even think they barely made the playoffs the year before Darvin Ham got there, right? The playing game or something yeah. like that. No, nah, yeah, yeah. They had they, barely they, made they the playoffs, so they was okay. Yeah. With with this case, you got the Bucks. They still the Lakers. They still the Lakers, and it's still a lot of pressure yeah. regardless. But when you got the Bucks, you got the best player in the league, arguably, in Giannis. You bring in another top ten player. And Dame Lillard, and you pay him all of this money, and you still got Chris Middleton, who is a viable option on any other team in the league. He would be a first option, but he's he's a third option on the Bucks. You are supposed to be steamrolling the Detroit Pistons. You are supposed to be steamrolling yeah. the Indiana Pacers. You are supposed to be steamrolling these other teams, and you're not. Even with your good record. That may not play out, and it just shows that the Bucks have an eye on championships. They don't care about regular season games anymore. All of that doesn't yeah. matter. It's about championships. They got a taste of it, and they want more of it, and they're gonna get it. Yeah. And Griffin just wasn't cutting the mustard for them. And as a black man yeah, with this yeah. black man losing his job, I don't, I don't <laughs> condone that. But as a Bucks fan and a sports fan, you saw the writing on the wall. But what if they many months I mean, ago? If, if they hire Doc, then they gonna replace a, a brother. That, that's why. I'm, that's if they. I am so happy that they hired Doc because had they not hired they Doc, haven't yet. 
Well, they have it I thought yet. they, I thought they, I thought they said it last night that he he, he accepted. See, don't go with they. I, 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 thought, they, I thought I saw it on ESPN. Who is they? Who is they? Yeah. Who is they? they, who, they? Who is they? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, because because ESPN hasn't said it, <laughs> and the bottom line is it ain't official until the Bucks say it. Okay. Because believe me. If they hire them, they gonna. It, it won't take them a whole lot of time to make it known publicly that they hired Doc Rivers. If they did, all so right, I'm, I'm jumping. You always wait for the official rule, but I can just, I can feel Ben Jammin just seething. Ben, what's your opinion on all this? <laughs> what do you think about Griff getting fired? I know I could just, I don't know why I could just feel you, just you feel just urging to say something. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? Um, I am a little upset that the black man did lose his job so quick. I, I'm not gonna lie. That was my. That was the first thing that perturbed me. Okay. Uh, secondly, like like you know, like Damian said, this the ride was on the wall. Ultimately, we got the Bucks losing to one of the worst teams of the season right now to the Detroit Pistons down by 30. I mean, come on now. How's it happening? And ultimately, we were the best defensive team for the past like three, four years. What happened to that? It just all went to the wayside as soon as Adrian Griffin actually became the head coach. So, you know what? Hopefully we do get a Doc Rivers, right? Like like we said before, he is a veteran, uh he is a veteran coach. He led the uh he led the Celtics to a uh, to uh the finals in 07, 08, and ultimately he was just over there with the Sixers for the past seven years. So with that being said, Doc Rivers already knows how to how to move a big man. And and in my honest opinion, Joel Embiid was one of uh, Giannis's biggest foes. So hopefully he gives us uh, some of that juice to Giannis, and uh, we go ahead and uh, run back to the finals all over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess he was. It, to it's say funny. It's funny the things you say about coaches when they're on other teams, but then when you want them, they, you know, they the best thing ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what's the Doc rap? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, Doc had the league MVP last year with the Sixers and couldn't get it done. And, and Doc is, you know, he can't win the big game. And he always uh, fall behind and, and, and you know, uh, game sevens. He can't win game sevens and all this stuff. But now – that he could possibly be with the Bucks. It's like, hey, he a championship with a team. I mean, he a championship <laughs> with a coach. He's this. He's that. Yep. So that's what you got to love about sports, man, because <laughs> it's almost like politics. It's like, you know, Ron DeSantis and Trump bashing each other, and then he drops out and be like, hey, he's the superior guy right. over the, uh, yeah. President Joe Biden. It's like, man, you just said he was he trash. He just said he was trash. He's yeah. a felon. Let me just say this. I've <laughs> but, always been a Doc Rivers Fan. I love the way that Doc Rivers coaches, and I love the I'm way. I'm sure we're going to hear that a few more times around me. You will, but I, I'm one of the here. few that can actually <laughs> say that. Even when he was in with the Clippers, I loved the Clippers then. I loved mm. the way that they played. Even when he was in Boston, I loved the way that they played. I, when he was in Philly, I always thought Philly, if we would have had to have played Philly in a, a game, a playoffs, they probably would have beaten us because I feel that Doc Rivers makes – tough teams and Philly when he was there just ran into Boston it's like when Boston had Larry Bird and we had uh Sidney Moncrief it's just you had you run into teams that that you can't do nothing with and it took had let's just go back had 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 uh what's my man's name from uh had Leonard not hit that miraculous shot in game seven against Philly Thanks. yep they probably would have won yeah. that championship 
Let's be real. They yeah. would have. They probably would have won Doc, that championship. Doc, but Doc had a lot of those close calls where it could have been probably's and shouldves and and for one some reason or another, he's kind of the Chris Paul of coaching. There you go. He can he can get you. But he there, got a championship. Something don't happen. Yeah, but he does have a chip back in 2008. Yep. Check this out, Truth Nation. You can stream Bailey, Damien, and myself live right now on YouTube. Just go to 1017 The Truth. Also, hit us up on the Truth Talk to text line, 833-212-1017. Let us know your feelings about Adrian Griffin being fired 43 games into his first season as the Bucks head coach. We also got some really hot topics to get into, of course, this is no surprise. Trump wins New Hampshire. Uh, also, Tony Evers, Governor Evers, gave his State of the State address last night. We'll have some of his takeaways from that. But be, when we return, we want to revisit what happened on the UW-Whitewater campus two days ago that no one is even talking about now, and it only happened two days ago. More on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ yes, in for DT. Keep it locked right here. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Adrian Griffin fired 43 games into his first season. That's right. Good morning. Speaking about all this basketball, we want to remind you the award-winning 1017 The Truth is the home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoops action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. The Panthers are back at home at the UW-Milwaukee Panther Arena this Thursday to take on the Detroit Mercy Titans. Coverage begins at 6.30 with a 7 p.m. tip-off. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ in for DT this morning as we welcome you back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. And we were talking about Adrian Griffin uh, getting fired 43 games into his first season as the Bucks coach. And I'm sure many people will have their opinions about if that was fair or just, or is it 10, 12 games? They thought it would happen sooner. Who knows? But a lot of other action, a lot of the hot topics we want to get into. And one I would like to revisit because this is something that happens to um, black students on college campuses all across this country. And it's a shame that we always feel like that stories that affect our community get swept under the rug in the 24-hour news cycle so quickly. So it was Monday that, or Sunday night where there were a group of neo-Nazis that was on the UW-Whitewater campus and uh, they were plastering the swastika sign on the side of buildings and chanting whatever chants they decided to come up with. And um, here it is, uh, Bailey uh, and Damien. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And we haven't heard anything from the UW Whitewater Chancellor, Dr. Corey King, who is a black man, 
who was appointed chancellor, named, excuse me, named chancellor on March 1st, 2023. And I'm sure whatever they're organizing or whatever's going on, there should, don't you all believe the, it should be at least a statement? Yeah, there should have been a he, statement. He should have come out and come said on, something. Come on, Corey. Should have yeah. been a statement out there Absolutely. already. Without a doubt. Immediately there should have been a statement out there. We don't condone. We don't nothing this. Mm -hmm. We're gonna. We're looking into it. We're gonna find out who these people were. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that. All of that should have already been and done. Should have been and done the next day. And the statement shouldn't have been made for us as onlookers and and pundits on radio shows, on TV news, or whatever the case may be. The statement should have been made for the the black and minority students of that campus who now know that this happened, even though we made light of that it was only five of them right. and this, that, and the case. But but it doesn't matter. It still happened. And in it happening, the, the, the school and the system needs to make a statement supporting the African-Americans and the other minorities on that campus that felt threatened by this. And, exactly. and just it, for the minimum to let them know that we see you and we see them and we're letting you know that we got your back as these racists go about doing their business, the school has your back. But in their silence, they're almost saying, okay, we don't really think this is an issue. And right. they are, what's the word I'm looking They are not acknowledging the the yeah. trauma that this has caused on the minorities exactly. of that campus. Exactly. And you know what? I, I mean, we touched on this when we talked about it on Monday. Jewish students, if the, if, if the tables were turned mm -hmm. and those were Jewish students... It would have the statement. It's not even if, Bailey. It, it's right. not even if. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that <laughs> up because if it, it wasn't too long ago where uh, the president of Harvard, a black lady named yes. Claudine yes. Gade, yes. was forced to resign just basically because fierce criticism of the university's response to the Hamas attack on Israel. Yes. And the backlash from her disastrous congressional testimony right meaning so just because they didn't like the response of what was going on in israel right now this is happening in your face on a college campus what does this say about the protection of black students at pwi exactly and where are the parents at i hope y'all are going out be. there we, yeah we don't know but i'm just know. saying i hope y'all are going out there you know, having a word or two with the chancellor and everything, you know, get out there and make your voice heard because you know what? It's going to it's going to continue to happen yeah. to our kids. Yeah. You Cause, know, because black black kids at at predominantly white institutions across the nation and especially at UW system schools. Um, we've discussed this in the past, how how I have had uh, friends of mine whose children have gone to these schools and they come home and they're like, nah, I can't be there because of racial issues and things that take place. So the UW system already has a, has a bad rap on it for these types of issues. Mm -hmm. And so from a UW system, they just want it to go away. Yeah. They don't want it to be on the news anymore. They, they're thinking if we even put out a response and acknowledge it, then it's going to give it more legs and then it's going to become more of an issue but they're just thinking selfishly of themselves. They're exactly. not thinking of the students that are there. Exactly. And like you said, the parents or the students that, that see this and are the seniors at Milwaukee King or seniors at Vincent or any NPS school or any Madison school that are going to Whitewater. Because Whitewater is a high destination for, 
you know, MPS kids who go on to college and they go there for free and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they're looking at it and they're like, well, what the what the hell? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And they're not yeah. they're not speaking to them. Well, you know what? Yeah. To, to and, be to be honest, though. They were putting up swastikas and all that kind of stuff. The Jewish students out there ought to be upset, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question is how many yeah. of them are there, you know? See, That's true. And and like and like y'all said, if this was anyone else, any other minority, had it been had it been what took place in Harvard, and like, like Telly said, with her just not even ex- answering correctly to the question that was asked to her, she lost her job, and she was just protecting... And not answering correctly, she was just trying to protect the anonymity of the university and protect the academics of the university and the the ability for people to say whatever they want to say in academics because it's academics and you don't want to squelch free speech. She Mm -hmm. lost her job. These are pure races that don't have any basis for what they're saying. They are just coming out, throwing up swastikas, and they should be condemned vehemently yes. by the university, by this black chancellor, at least he should, you know, they telling him he can't say something, you know, don't even, yeah. they're advising him. Don't, don't even say nothing. Let it go. It'll be going out the news cycle by next week. Cause mm-hmm. if you talk about it, it's going to yeah. just make it have legs. He should have still said something. Yeah. He should have knowing what's happening. Yeah. yeah to he should have those blacks yeah. and what they're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Truth Nation, hit us up. Let us know what you think. 833-212-1017. You can also stream us live on YouTube at 1017thetruth. And we want to know your opinion on this. And we're not just trying to call people out, but you get these positions and you can't hide when something difficult comes along. And Dr. Corey King, uh, you were appointed this uh, as the uh, 18th chancellor at UW-Whitewater. It was a monumental day and, uh, you know, back on March 1st, 2023. But people want to know what you have to say about this. This is something that should just be swept under the rug. And when this first came out, Bailey and Damien, on Monday, we had a couple of UW-Whitewater alumni that text in mm-hmm. and said that they experienced things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And this was back in, I, I remember the years, uh, I think – um, that person said they were there from 2004 to 2008 yeah. mm-hmm. and they were experiencing things. So clearly this is nothing new, mm-hmm. but right. why aren't we addressing it? And like, and like, like you just said, maybe it's nothing new and this happens a bit up there where you have every once in a while you have these, these racist outbursts from these racist organizations and it's nothing new to them. And like we were talking about the the other day, that when you're not under the microscope, stuff that's normal to you is not normal to the rest of the world. Right. And this is not normal. Whereas it may be like when I was saying when I was in Tallahassee and they would have the KKK there every year, that was normal to us. But if it wasn't from Tallahassee, it it became normal to us. But when I first got there, it wasn't normal to me. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to you have to have that in mind. And when this hits the news cycle, especially now. And I'm just speaking if I was a public relations person for the university, you have to speak on this. Yeah. Or it's when black people Google Whitewater and this comes up yeah. or anyone Googles Whitewater that wants to send their kids to a diverse university and learn diverse things about different cultures and what, and this comes up. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sending my yeah. kid up yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Ba- Bailey. I was just going to ask you that. Let's rewind time a little bit. And now your son is, you know, trying to pick out colleges. He's a senior in high school, and he was considering Whitewater as a parent. Would you feel comfortable sending your child to Whitewater? No. <laughs> I wanted, you know, he he was uh, in uh, the UW system now. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. You know, because I was like, I'd rather send him to a HBCU than to send him to someplace like a whitewater where, you know, the thing is about whitewater, you're close, but you're not that close. Right. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I he's a black man. What You know what I mean? You got to think about all of that. You got to mm-hmm. think about all of that. Yeah. So, no, uh-huh. I wasn't thinking about I was like, um, they got university. You could I was like, OK, with him kind of maybe going and being a badger in Madison. But I was like, no, nah, let's just stay here. Let's just stay right here. Let's stay right here. Let's stay right here. You want to keep them close. Keep close. Keep them close. I keep an eye out. You know? Yeah, and I, yeah. I, that's why yeah. all my daughters go to, they go, or they did go to um, HBCUs. And and for that reason alone, I want them to feel safe. Yeah. I want, and, and I understand I want- what happens in some of these campuses. And you want them to, to, to be exposed to a true representation of what takes place in the world, but they don't have to be. They can go to an HBCU yeah. and have, you know, be around people that look like them and yeah. people that respect them. So then if something like this does happen, it's not only a hundred of y'all there that can oppose this. You got a whole campus of this, and they're not, I bet you they won't go to a Central State in Ohio and throw a swastika or something and talk that whiteness on on the side of a building. You know what I'm saying? I bet you they won't go to Howard and do that. So, yeah, you know. yeah. I, you know what's interesting? I, I I plotted out my son's sort of, you know, uh, educational situation, mm-hmm. but not just on the educational side of it. Yes, I wanted him to go to some, some great schools, but I also wanted him to be able to survive in this world we got here. So mm-hmm. I wanted him to be you know, well balanced, Mm -hmm. you know, so I really thought, put a lot of thought into that from, you know, grade school, you know, through college, I really put, and my plan was for him to go to HBCU, but there were other plans, apparently. But that God was your plan it. for him. That, that wasn't was his plan. plan. So. That wasn't God's plan. That, was, that wasn't God's, God's plan. plan. <laughs> that wasn't God's plan. So we are where Truth we are, Nation. but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Truth Nation, hit us up on the Truth Talk to Text line, 833-212-1017. And, again, you can always catch Bailey, Damien, and myself live on YouTube, 101.7 The Truth. That's all you got to do. We'll pop right up. And on the other side of the break, we'll continue this conversation. Conversation, but let us know your thoughts about this. Do you think something should have been said by UW Whitewater Chancellor Dr. Corey King, at least a statement, or do you feel like they're just trying to move past this before it becomes a national story? We'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah, exactly. 
It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Mm-hmm. I'm not sending my kid up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I ain't no killer, baby. She 28 telling me I'm still a baby. I get love in Detroit like Skiller, baby. And the thing Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Bailey Combe and Damian LZ in for DT this morning. We've been talking about the lack of response from the UW-Whitewater Chancellor Dr. Corey King after neo-Nazis appeared on the campus of UW-Whitewater sometime between Sunday night and Monday morning, or at least that's when the video first started to circulate on social media. We have a caller, Tyree. You are on Truth Be Told. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Kings and Queen. Um, I just kind of wanted to uh, back off of what, uh, go back on what Bailey said about, you know, not sending our students up to Whitewater. You would think that they would come out with a statement and say this would at least hurt our admissions numbers in the next coming years, in the next decade or so. So they would want to make that uh, uh, apparent that they take this situation as serious as possible because those Tiki Torch terrorists ain't going to stop. This is the start. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. I agree. We agree. I agree. agree. Thank you for the call and appreciate your listenership. Yeah, absolutely. This is the start. This is how it starts. It starts with five, and then they see that you don't show a response at all and you don't stand up to it, and the next thing you know is 10, and the next thing you know is 15. And that's how this always goes with any of this. And I think, Taylor, you were were mentioning that last time. You were like, this is just the beginning. And and when when it's just the beginning and no one answers properly to it, you embolden these people. You embolden Trump and the Tiki Torch holders. You embolden them to then go and be insurrectionists and storm the Capitol building because we just accept it without any type of deterrence for it, whether that be us speaking up and going out and meeting them in the street, us all sleeping. And when we're asleep, then they just keep going. And that's historic. That's anything from the Nazis, any type of evil that has been taking place on this earth is always, oh, they'll just go away. Oh, they'll just go away. Yeah. And, well, okay. And yeah. You thinking they're going away, and next thing you know, they're knocking at your door like, you got to come with us, buddy. Okay, so let me jump in here because Ben hit us up from our Truth Talking text line. The UW Chancellor did make a statement. Okay. He sure I am, he did. Uh, and I was just looking it up. Yes. Okay. Um, uh Let's let's uh I did just uh put it up. So let's see that. Uh I don't know when it was released, but it was uh, it was released from on, Chancellor King. On on Sunday, January twenty first, five forty. Five forty p. No, it's saying that's when oh. the incident happened. Oh, okay. That's not okay. saying when he released oh, okay. his statement. Oh, okay. So uh it does start off by saying on Sunday, January twenty first at around five forty PM. UW-Whitewater police received reports of four people outside of Nellis Hall. Uh, I know I'm saying that wrong. Nellis. A residential hall chanting race, uh, racist, racist words, lighting what appeared to be road flares and displaying anti-Semitic symbols. Uh, um, let's go down to, I mean, us not. I mean, telling him what actions will be taking place. Okay, the actions of the group last night are abhorrent and go against our core values at UW-Whitewater Restrained to create a safe community where everyone feels a sense of belonging, whatever, whatever. Uh, Okay, I know this incident is disturbing and has impacted members of our university community. Please know that counseling services are available to you. 
for students, please contact the University Health and Counseling. So I need counseling because four neo-Nazis are chanting on my campus? Well, you know what? You might need that. With today's kids, let's just be real. They're, you know... They they lean on the mental health thing. They they do, you know, they're let's say they're in tune with their mental health issues. And okay. something like that is scary. I mean, we we're from a different, you know, mold, right? Different generation where we just we see mm-hmm. something like that and it gets under our skin, you know, it gets at us, but we don't necessarily we just plow through. They're not yeah. like that now. Yeah. These kids ain't like that now. They take it to heart. Well, they think it's personal. They think it's all of these things. And they do need to talk to somebody. And, you know, maybe they won't have yeah. high blood pressure later on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and maybe I wasn't clear enough when I said he hasn't released a statement. I think we were more talking about the lines of what Bailey was saying earlier, coming out and saying we don't condone this type of behavior. Right. I mean, something a little more stiffer than, I mean, basically you just – uh, gave us the police report, but then said, hey, we want to make sure that we stay to our core values. I don't, I mean, I I guess as a, as a Whitewater student, I would have liked to have seen, uh, uh, I guess, a little stronger language yeah. than just, okay, you're going to offer us some counseling uh, because we have, you know, trauma that, someone else has caused like i, mean, I just i don't know i, I, I wanna, mean yeah and I, but i also want to say that think about it we grew up seeing crazy stuff mm-hmm. we grew up i mean we've all yeah. had our own experiences and 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 different in size and measure but some of these kids they i mean if my son would have been up there he would never he ain't i don't you know some of these kids have never had anybody call them the N word or anything like that. We're mm-hmm. tougher yeah. than they are. They yeah. have not experienced what we've experienced. And in some aspects, that's a blessing. But in other aspects, something like this, one of them might have just made them just totally flip out, you know? So they do need counseling think, and they need to take advantage of it. I think more important, and that's that's what he's saying is, is true, and, and then, you know, mental health is very important. And this could have an effect on already stressful youth that are trying to get grades and stuff like that. So I understand what he's saying. But to Telly's point, I don't think this is enough. I don't think this statement, making a statement like this isn't enough. I want, if my kid is there, I want some type of action. I want the names of these people that came on campus and did this. I want them to be charged with some type of hate crime. I want to know that it's being investigated. I want to know that it's being investigated. I want to know that my child who is of African-American descent, that the that the police on the UW-Whitewater campus, the campus police now are keeping an eye out for this and watching for my child as he walks or she walks late from class to their dorm room or walks late from the library to their dorm room. I want to make sure that actions have been taken that this, that's what Telly is saying that, okay, you made a statement about the the university not being for this. That's obvious. We know that. What are you doing about it? What's the action steps that are taking place after you just saw that this element is active on your campus? What are the action steps that you're taking to make sure that this doesn't happen 
again. And if you don't see yeah. that, I'm still, as a parent, I'm still thinking I'm not sending my kid up there because the action steps that go along with this statement have been absent. Mm-hmm. I mean, because to me, it just it compromises my feelings on the protection of my child that's a student there. I don't feel like my child is being protected. And this is off the heels of, again, uh, a president of Harvard University being fired just because of her response to the Hamas attack on Israel. And. She gets fired for that. And I'm not saying that anyone should get fired over this. What I'm saying is, again, like Damien just reiterated, mm-hmm. we want to know what's being, what measures are being put in place so this doesn't happen two months from now or mm-hmm. two weeks from now mm-hmm. because they clearly know they can get away with it. So we'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Hit us up on the True Talk to text line 833-212-1017. Again, you can always go to YouTube and catch us live right now. All you have to do is go to 1017 The Truth. Brian hit us up on the True Talk to text line and said, our content director, Kyle Wallace, he went to UW Whitewater. Mm-hmm. If you are a Whitewater alum or you currently a student, we would love to hear from you and hear about your feelings on this. We'll have more on this on the other side of the break. You listen to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Okay, you're going to offer us some counseling because we have trauma that someone else has caused? It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Are you going to offer us some counseling because we have trauma that someone else has caused? Truth Nation, the black-owned business give back is back. Again, we have teamed up with the Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member fdic and while you are online go ahead and go to youtube and subscribe to our youtube channel 1017 the truth you can catch us live right now and always you can be engaged in our conversations and topics by hitting us up on the truth talk to text line 833-212-1017 after the break we'll come back with some more hot topics including governor tony evers state of the state address what are some of the takeaways from last night's speech more truth to be told with dt and telly on the other side of the break 